Wynn, do you have a pick? Uh, <laughs> okay, this is Will's other little boy. You're, yes. you're how, how old are you, two? Three? Almost three? Who, who did you pick to win the NCAA tournament? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. <laughs> yes. My man. And go dogs. That was the <laughs> sweet. Chubb. So Nick Chubb is going to win the NCAA tournament, which might mean that he's a Heisman frontrunner as well, so. according to so. win. Wow. All right, guys. Are we talking about little B Nick Chubbs or five full-size Nick Chubbs? <laughs> You heard it here first. Nick Chubb is going to take home the NCAA Basketball Tournament Championship, according to Will's youngest son, Wynn. I mean, it is March Madness, so anything is possible, right? So make sure to check your brackets. And as superstitious as Georgia sports fans are, I know I'm pretty superstitious, perhaps Wynn is setting us all up for something very promising and special for the dogs on the gridiron this fall. So make note of that. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 85 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. In today's show, Will, Tony, and I make our final four predictions, but we spend the majority of time talking about the other postseason basketball tournament, that being the NIT. Why? It's because Georgia has a home game on Wednesday night against Belmont. It's the same team they played last year in the first round, and they're going to see if they have what it takes to maybe put a run together and make it to the finals of this secondary tournament, which will take place in Madison Square Garden later this month. As for the big dance, the NCAA tournament field of 68 is set. The three of us will provide our own final four picks and make sure to pay close attention to the two places we mentioned that there are bracket challenges that we have available. One of them is our official Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast challenge, where there will be a one-of-a-kind prize, Georgia-related, and the other is a bracket challenge that's provided by Tailgate Georgia, which is where we recorded this episode. They're going to be giving away a $100 apparel gift card to the winner. That's awesome. And I'll make sure to provide the links on the show notes page and via our social media to how you can enter both bracket challenges. So enough of my introductions. Let's get into this postseason basketball tournament show. It's a long one. It's a good one. Hope you enjoy it. It is the opposite of a Chamber of Commerce day. You still should come to Tailgate, Georgia, but... Yes. Well, when you come here, it will be nicer than it is right now. It's automatically warmer inside. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I have to say, I was uh, talking to a fellow former Midwesterner earlier how embarrassing it is. (laughs) Like, if I were in Illinois and it were 45, (laughs) I would be feeling fantastic. Like, wow, finally a break. No, this is a gorgeous day in central Illinois in March. And... So I think, uh, but I think the real problem is it was like eighty eight days ago. I know. So it's very know. all last week with uh, you know Clark County and UGA spring break. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, and the students were gone. Which the is students were gone. Oh, it was, it was. It kind of gives you a peek into what yeah. the summer is like yeah. once uh, May semester hits and yeah. that glorious twelve weeks. Not to say the students are bad, but it's just you know less. Students are bad. <laughs> students are we bad, love bad. students, particularly when they're not here. <laughs> yeah, but we I are. Had to go to, I'm I had, such a townie. Look at how much. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, actually officially a, a townie. You so. have become one. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we are officially back at Tailgate, Georgia. It's funny. I guess you could call this our off season because we haven't done anything since the last time we were here at Tailgate, Georgia. So, you know, it's uh, the day after the tournament selections were announced, and uh, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, I think that we'll touch on. Perhaps why Georgia was left out, although that's a bad phrase. It's not like they were left out. I think that most people would agree that they just did not earn it. Um, So Georgia's back in the NIT. It's almost like, uh, you know. It's 2016. Yeah, it's all all over again. You know, what what is it? It's like Groundhog Day. Same same team. They're playing Belmont. We have a higher seed this year. We were a three seed last year. Totally different thing. Even better. So when they get Belmont next year in the NIT is the one seed against the Yeah, we're hosting. Yeah, that'll be amazing. We finally earned our way into the last four out. Yeah, so we will touch on the NCAA tournament. We'll give our picks or maybe some sleepers or some teams that we think are overrated. We'll also talk about the NIT tournament. And we'll touch on UGA football. Of course, there's been a little bit of news, not necessarily good news. We have had some news in uh, UGA football. But, um, But yeah, like Tony said, it's not a Chamber of Commerce day. But it's always lovely when we're here at Tailgate. And I must say, the first thing you'll see when you walk in the door is that they have the green Georgia Bulldog St. Patty's Day shirts on sale. And at the, I was told by Chantel, they are only $20 right now. Uh-huh. So get those before uh, St. Patrick's Day. You know, it's interesting. Um, 
Will, you lived through this reporting for the Daily Illini. Mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day is a huge thing at the University of Illinois. Really? Uh, and they have a thing called unofficial St. Patrick's Day. Which they did not have when I was there. They did not have unofficial. They, they, was, they, they made unofficial as a response to the, retro, the uh, lecherousness and over-the-top crazy partying that we all did on St. Patrick's Day. And then it became unofficial St. Patrick's Day became that bigger, exact big, thing. Yeah, fr- yeah, probably bigger than St. Yeah. Patrick's Day was in the first place. It was, I mean, it was crazy. I mean... You would have under. I worked at the law school, which was a, if you imagine like campus is the far southern end of the campus, the closest academic building to Memorial Stadium. It's at Pennsylvania Fourth, so it is as far as you can get from campus town, which is kind of like the downtown area for students. And the the lecherousness is as yeah. lecherousness as we'll yeah. put it, as you can be and still be on campus. And we would have. Literally, you'd have drunk undergrads staggering into the law building. It's crazy. It's further proof. Because, of course, the idea, the reason they started the unofficial was because people got too crazy on St. Patrick's Day. So, like, okay, let's have an unofficial day. And, <laughs> so, let's ban St. Patrick's Day. So, then, right. of course, the students were like, okay, we're going to have an unofficial St. Patrick's Day. And, of course, that got even crazier. Proving once again, you cannot legislate college students being idiots. You cannot do it. You just have to let them do it, give them the freedom to do so, and uh, hope they, they don't... They don't uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps the students got it out last week because last week was spring break. So, you know, they <laughs> the still students kind of never get it out. Over. Yeah. yeah, I guess the further away I get from it, I, the, the harder it is for me to remember what it was like being a student. They are definitely hiding today, though. This is the first day back from school yeah. after spring break, and it is miserable outside. Well, speaking of legislating um, student behavior, is now mm-hmm. a good time to talk about how the Georgia players still don't respect Mark Richt? <laughs> no, but we can talk about it after. We have Thomas sit in and talk about what's new at Tailgate. Thomas. Thomas is back. If y'all remember Thomas. Thomas did a great job last night. He did a great job. He's all over it. I mean, I think he had some room for improvement. Let's see how he does today. Well, thanks for having (laughs) me back, back, Thomas. (laughs) Give us whatever is new. I know that Chantel was kind of filling me in on the... Some kind of tournament challenge y'all had going and the, the new shirts that I mentioned. And you even have like a pot of gold? Yeah, we definitely have a few different promotions going on right now. So we do have the tailgate bracket challenge coming up. So that's going to be a challenge open to anyone who wants to participate. And the prize is going to be a $100 tailgate gift card. Uh, you can redeem that here anytime you want. Nice. Um, uh, we'll give out more information about that on social media, but basically you're just going to join a pool online that we have going. Okay, and so you can join ours that we will announce later and the Tailgate Georgia <laughs> and kind of double up. I think I have a prize, basically. I'll, I'll mention it later for our the winner of our pool. But go ahead. Sorry to jump in. All right. Well, yeah, and then in line with that, we've also made all of our basketball tees for UGA basketball $20 in the store. Nice. So go the game on the tournament. Yeah. yeah. Even students get in free this year, but students come over to tailgate Georgia, get you a shirt, head on down to the Coliseum. Yeah, because yeah. if you're getting in free admission, it's like spending five bucks it's, for the shirt. That's right. Because everybody yeah, else is spending much. fifteen to get in the game. <laughs> All right, and then St. Patrick's Day is obviously coming up on Friday, so we've got our lucky dog tees, and that's actually going to be twenty dollars with any purchase. And then also along with St. Patrick's Day, we've got the luck of the dogs promotion. Um, so what that's going to be is whenever you buy anything in the store. You'll pull out a coin at the register, and it will give you some sort of deal that you can redeem immediately, which is going to be either anywhere from free candy to 50% off your purchase. Free yeah, candy. who doesn't love free candy? <laughs> they, they have a nice assortment right under the register about, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's all the old school candy. Yeah, all the, sugar yeah, the, old, yeah, the good and, stuff. Yeah. yeah, the Duvall boys have been indulging on Yeah, my, my boys there. might have, you might want to check their pockets. I think they've been <laughs> over there uh, pocketing a little bit of it while we've been distracting you. And that's pretty much all I have for that's promotions. It? Yeah. Well, What's your prediction on uh, the NIT, uh, Georgia versus Belmont? I think yeah. Belmont. Yeah. I mean, we're still a good team. We didn't make it to the tourney this year, but... We had some pretty sad losses throughout the season. Yeah, we'll get in. Yeah, I think that I think they were one big win short and had several opportunities to do so. Yeah, so I think that is, that is the frustrating part. But yeah, uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, more to the point, though, uh, I love the basketball tees here. I'm always looking for. I would say the uh, at a football school like Georgia is difficult to find like yeah. good basketball stuff as a. Guys, some of the group more into college basketball than college football. I am, I am very, very pro that. So uh, I, I assure you, as I mentioned every week, I have stolen several of them when you yeah. were not looking. <laughs> I encourage the rest of you to all come in and pay for that. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Yeah. Thanks for sitting in again. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll shake his hand. He did, he did better this time. He's good. Well, he did well, great the first along. time. Yeah, but now, along. like now. Yeah, Thomas is a seasoned veteran yes. now. Yes. Hey, Will, I'd like to see you do better. Uh, I do better every week. I bring it every week. We get we have the peanut gallery we over heckler's here. Yeah, we got hecklers. Wow. 
Uh, All right. So, so I mentioned when I, when I was speaking with Thomas, I mentioned about how, uh, you know, Georgia might have missed out. I think I read something where Seth Emerson said kind of reinforced that. I think they were nine and four in the non-conference. If they just, if they had beaten Oakland, would that have done it or Marquette maybe, or a combination of both? No, I think they needed to beat Florida. I think that was, if there was a game that like, you look at someone like Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt beat Florida three times. I don't think Vanderbilt's a better team than Georgia to be entirely honest, but they're a good matchup for Florida. And that's what got, they lost 15 games. That's the more games than any team has ever lost to me. And they got a nine seed for crying out loud. Yeah. And now they get to be America's team and beat Northwestern. Uh, so <laughs> go Cats. Go Cats. So so l- let me let me d- dive into that. This yeah. is Northwestern's first, first ever, ever first ever in NCAA tournament. That's amazing. I-, I have to say Will actually got a shout out on the Ion College Basketball podcast by Matt Norlander because Will's theory, which is a correct one, is that there's not really that many people that care that Northwestern has ever been to a tournament. Actually, they, a lot of people care that never been, but not a lot that many people care this is the first time they made it. It's just all those people happen to be um, media personalities of a certain renown who also happen to have um, a microphone. Twitter accounts. Yes. Oh, so Twitter Northwestern has 500 fans, 400 of which right. are in the. And what I'm doing is driving three so. prominent: Stuart Mandel, okay, John Heilman, yeah. Darren Ravel. Yeah, uh, like um, like it is active yes. tweeters. It is yes, it is yes. it is honestly. Uh, I would argue graduate university. Mike Greenberg? Yes, Mike yes. Greenberg, okay. Michael Wilbon. Oh. Wilbon, too, yeah. I was thinking of. So, yeah. you know, there are, uh, as a member, graduate of the University of Illinois Journalism School, I will not get me to say that <clears> the uh, Medill, I will not use the term that I that we actually refer to their school, uh, the, the name for You can them. use it, I'll just bleep it. Okay, well, they're, they're the Medill. Uh, oh, it's, I thought you were going to make Dill. Oh, no, they're the Medill. I like and, that. But they have a very good, very good journalism school, particularly a very good sports journalism school. Basically, Northwestern and Syracuse are generally known as the, and maybe Missouri a little bit behind that, known as the best sports journalism schools. Though, frankly, Georgia, under Vicky Michalis, has done a great job uh, to kind of catch up with them. Uh, Illinois has uh, uh, less so. But um, so anyway, so because of that, there's this sense that Northwestern is this great, plucky underdog. The, the, I, I joked on Twitter today that they are, that, Michael Wilbon and Darren Ravel and everyone's trying to convince us that they are hickory high, which is funny because Northwestern is as elite as a private school are as you, you will serious? find in the country. Uh, my friend Tommy Craig, who went to Northwestern and regrets it because he's from Champaign, he actually calls it the finishing school for, for Billy Zapkus. Uh, <laughs> Billy Zapkus finishing school is what he refers to it. Uh, they, they think they are hickory high and they are, in fact, the bad guys in every 80s movie. Well, I mean... There is one a comparison is that is Ryan Gymnasium does look like we're a Hickory High plate. Yes, that's true. So that's true. That's there's true. that. There are. Uh, I am no. I am no fan of Northwestern well, either. So you know I, how, you know I'm always, not a fan of them either. And we've spent five minutes talking about Northwestern. Well, Maybe course. we're doing exactly what we're they doing want exactly us to do. What they want. But you know how I often say that uh, that you know we've discussed many times about Georgia's football school, and I feel like I've had to like be a booster of Georgia basketball and get people into it. I could never. No one could care. People could care 85% less about Georgia basketball, and there would still be three times as many Georgia basketball fans as there are Northwestern basketball right. fans. Uh, so everybody remember that. Like Illinois, which had a very, which we might get to, had an extremely disappointing season this year, and they just fired their coach because of it. When Illinois played Northwestern this year, that stand was half full of Illinois fans. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that tells Georgia, you. Georgia Tech in yeah. football. Right. But I think right. Scott's point's right. That's enough about Evanston's yes. true Big Ten team. Go Cubs. Yeah. Go Cubs. So, so let me get into um, third Big Ten team. Third-ish. <laughs> Georgia had a very disappointing end to the SEC tournament. They really weren't ever in it against Kentucky for the fir- third time after playing them great for the first two times, once in uh, Rupp and then once in Stegman. So Georgia finishes 19-14, and 9-9 and nine in the SEC. And we mentioned Vanderbilt finished 19-15, and 10-8 and eight in the SEC. They are a nine seed in the NCAA tournament. And the fact that it's just like it's so close yet so far. Uh, I think Georgia was great in the RPI. Yeah. It was great in their strength of schedule. It was really going the one and nine versus the top fifty that that probably doomed them. And you know another stat I heard is they're one and ten versus the other SEC teams that are in the tournament. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know one thing that Seth Emerson both I thought was really good. He contrasted this year the year they made it two years ago when they lost to Michigan State when they okay. made it the tournament. And what was the record then? It was roughly the same. In fact, as he pointed out, most of the numbers. The RPI numbers and strictly schedule numbers, most of them were actually the same. Mm-hmm. What they did not pass, and I think we all kind of understood, was the what we think of as the eye test. Not that Georgia didn't have a good team, but they never. The thing that got the, the thing that got the turn, that team into the tournament was not a win. It was actually 
their loss to Kentucky. Kentucky was the undefeated <laughs> That's right, best team in the country. Such a great and game. Georgia played terrific in that game, and it gave in a nationally televised game that everyone was watching. What happened this year when they had the big nationally televised game that everyone was watching? They got wiped out by Kentucky. And I think that I, I think that that Georgia. I don't think it was the Oakland loss so that didn't help. I don't think the Marquette loss. I think Marquette loss may have actually been more painful than the Oakland loss because they lost at home. Marquette was a semi bubble team that did make the tournament. If anything. I think they could have gotten away with those two losses. They just kept losing all those close games. Yeah. They had the opportunity to both opportunity twice to beat Florida and didn't do so. Had the opportunity twice to beat Kentucky, didn't do so. And South Carolina had the opportunity to beat South Carolina. Had, uh, lost that game. Uh, to me, as as you clearly saw in the press conference that Fox had after, uh, about the once they realized they weren't getting in the, in the tournament, which I think most people expected anyway. He again brought up the Texas A and M game. Like Fox, that that game. That game derailed the whole season. Like that game, that game. There was an after effect of that game that caused them to lose by twenty to Alabama, and it gave you this sense that this team was just star-crossed. And yeah. I think the team sometimes played on. And then it was fine. Their best ball of the year was played after their best player uh, went down, <laughs> yeah. which is not 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 a slam against. But the that got them in the NIT. If they hadn't pulled those off, they wouldn't even be in the NIT. I think if they would have lost, I think I think they could have snuck in if uh, with one more loss. But yeah, I think that uh, I think. Uh, but I, that's not to say Deontay Mayton did not like Deontay Mayton is great. But to me, the rest of the team, that was kind of the level of inspiration that we were all looking for them to have all year. It just came a little bit too late. Well, I think the interesting thing about that loss, and I said this last time, is that Fox gave his best coaching performance yeah. with Deontay out. Really what it did is forced him to, to pare down his rotation, uh, which is something Seth hit on, actually. Right. Um, the, the part about it, to me, that is, is as, as damning as anything is that you know, going nine and four, you lost to a one seed in Kansas. You lost to a Marquette team that's in the tournament. But, I mean, I mean, guess in their ten seed, right? right? But you know, losing on the road to Oakland does hurt. But I think Will's right. You pick up the Florida win, which was, I think, a direct result of of how they were kind of starcrossed. I mean, that that game was won, and then it was there was a you know crazy foul call at the end of regulation. Frazier missed a shot. Frazier missed a open. shot. It yeah. was open in. But you know, those are the games you have to win. And I think Coach Fox would tell you that those are the games you have but to George win. But George has never won one of those games. Uh, they've won enough to to sneak it a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, that, I mean, like like a name, like a. Well, yeah, they, they've not beat Kentucky. Like the the thing with the SEC now is basically Kentucky is yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, like Kentucky it's like is, Alabama. Well, football. I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in fifteen they beat Florida here, housed them here, yeah. and that and Stegman was rocking that day. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, I mean, I would say it was like yeah. seventeen point they win in that year. Killed, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> I'll accept those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Like they they have not had that marquee win, and th- there was ever a year that they desperately needed that marquee win. Uh, it was this year. It's almost like in baseball when you have a team that loses a bunch of one-run games and just can't get over it, and that affects kind of the psyche of the team. Yeah, and it's frustrating because, you know, the advanced stat guys will all say that doesn't really tell you much about how good of a team there are. A lot of it's luck and just kind of like good, bad fortune. And I think that a lot of that happened. It was kind of, I kind of agree. I think it kind of was a star-crossed year. I think that that, that, tech, I mean, that Texas A&M game was... I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and again, we talked about this in the podcast when it happened. A lot of people wanted to be like, well, you can't lose a 10-point lead like that, which I agree, but that's not why they lost. They lost because the clock malfunctioned and well, they screwed them. That so, and they kept running the same inbound play into the corner and getting trapped. Right. <laughs> I mean, that part, yes. that part, that part was part of yes, it. Yes, but if that clock doesn't happen. Oh, that clock doesn't happen. Well, game. I think Georgia wins the game. Right. I think you're right. So, you're I think right. That, and, uh, and I, so, I mean, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I, not that Texas A&M was this, like, great victory, mm-hmm. but that clearly, you saw in the Alabama, I mean, that was a game where Fox had his blow up and got ejected. Uh-huh. Like early, yeah, that game was clearly <laughs> yeah, that quickly. Like it, it messed up a lot of things, and it took them a while to get on track. Coming into that Texas A&M game, they were looking like they were off to a really nice start in the SEC, because got you needed to get to that level of. Like, I consider Georgia a better team than Vanderbilt almost this entire season. And now Vanderbilt's in that game. A lot of people don't think Vanderbilt should be in the tournament. I think that they kind of manipulated the RPI a little bit. They played a lot. They lost a lot of games against good teams, which helps your RPI, even though it doesn't necessarily show that you're good. And so, but Georgia has done that as well. So I think that uh, that's, that it was, it's a frustrating, disappointing season, particularly when you see the way that Frazier brought it during right. the stretch. I think that's, that's really a bummer. Will and Tony, I asked this of both of you because y'all are smarter than I am on this subject because I, I wouldn't be able to answer this. But if Mark Fox came to both of y'all or called in our show and said, hey guys, I'm filling out my non-conference schedule next year. What do I do? Do I stick to the really challenging one, or do I scale it back a little bit so I can just get in the tournament? Because I'm probably going to be 
twelve or twenty and fifteen next year or twenty and fourteen as well. And I want to get in the tournament because it's my job. So what what would you recommend he do? I would recommend he do exactly what he's doing right now. I think that yeah. I, I think that that that's actually what's hurt South Carolina in the past. Okay. They have actually played very easy non conference schedules. And again, you come in with this gaudy record, but a you're not really prepared for the SEC. And more to the point, it doesn't help your RPI. Like look, to me, Vanderbilt is a perfect example of why you have to schedule tough. Vanderbilt lost a ton of tough games. Like the only reason this tournament is because they beat Florida. They're not like Georgia did not really have a lot of trouble with Vanderbilt. That Vanderbilt was not a great team this year, but they're in the tournament for two reasons. They beat Florida. They had a good match with Florida. They have the type of team that was able to beat Florida three times, and essentially no one else in the SEC. But they, in the NOF conference, they scheduled so tough that they have the number one strength schedule in the country. Wow. The committee has shown that they value that, perhaps arguably more than they should. If you look at the advanced Kinpom numbers, Georgia's better than Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's not considered that great of a team. But because they value that tough scheduling, that is what got them in. So I think, I think they scheduled correctly this year. I, I do. I think that's what you have to do. He's gotten the SEC in generally has gotten better at scheduling because they, they're manipulating the RPI. Well, yeah, because what, three, four years ago, they were deplorable. Yeah, and yeah. everybody was. Yeah, everybody and think, was. And what happened? The SEC got like three teams in the tournament one. Yeah. So, they, so they, they switched it up, and I think it came down from up top. Make the tougher schedule. So I think that's the right call. You just have to win some of them. Well, the conference now has veto schedule, veto yeah. power over the non-conference schedule. They do. I mean, because yeah. when South Carolina was like 11 and 0 three yeah. years ago, yeah. was they it? Were 11 than or 12, like, yeah. 13 and 0, and the toughest play, play, team they had played is South Carolina Upstate, yeah. Yeah. which is, was like RPI 210 or something. And they get in the SEC schedule and they go, I think they went 8 and 10. Yeah. Didn't make the tournament. It made the, did not make the tournament. But, you know, I think the, the bigger point, I agree with Will, is that. You know, Georgia scheduled, I think, just about as perfectly as they could have. I mean, they, they did a, you know, they got in a tournament with the, probably going to have to face Kansas, which they did. Um, and then they, they scheduled uh, a Clemson team open. They actually, you know, made the NIT, but, you know, they brought Marquette home uh, to, for their home home with Marquette. Marquette is a, you know, a middle of the road, biggest, biggest team. Something a lot of SEC fans don't want to face up to is, the Big East is a better conference than SEC, top to bottom, yeah. as is most every other power conference. And you, we have to be willing to, to schedule those types of games. I think Oakland was a, I think Oakland was a savvy schedule. So, you know, I think the, the, the other part about it that I, I think I would like to see, uh, if Coach, you know, Coach Fox, if you're listening, um, is that, you know, we, um, I, I, like the, I like us to continue the, the home and home and away with Tech. Um, and I'd like to see us do that with at least one other ACC team. Uh, you know, ACC right now probably is, I mean, the best or the second best conference. I hadn't looked at Ken Palm's numbers this yeah. week, but they were earlier in the season. They got like, what, seven, eight teams, all single seeds, except for Wake Forest in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, I have no problem with us scheduling a, a, a reach team for for Georgia, Louisville, or I mean, we had we had Carolina down here. Remember they, remember they had Gonzaga a few years ago? When they yeah, had Gonzaga, yeah. Gonzaga, yeah, Gonzaga, and that was great. That turned out really well. I think they lost all of those games. Oh, yeah. like you, it doesn't hurt to do games like that. Another thing, <clears> another <throat> part of their Star Cross season, the Big Twelve SEC Challenge exists yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. for this idea yeah. to mm-hmm. give you a tough game in the middle of the year. Right, Who'd and we got get? Texas. Texas, this te- like Texas, who's not only not only having a bad season, but actually has a, b- a bunch of talents. So they could like pop up and say almost win that game. Yeah. Like like that it was the worst year to get Texas. Mm-hmm. Almost any other year, Texas is this awesome game for you to be able to get. Yeah, I think Texas was picked fourth in the Big Ten. Yeah, and the Big Twelve, yeah, and, Big 12, and, and it fell and they had this terrible year. Yeah. So I think it was just a lot of things went wrong this year. Now the problem with that is again, as an Illinois person I can tell you, last year a lot of things broke wrong against John Gross. And I don't think anyone even blamed him for it. Just like they had a bunch of injuries and things all just kind of went wrong at once and things were out of his control. And so everyone kind of said, okay, we get it, we understand. But then the next year Which is right now. Which is now and which is the season that Illinois just had, mm-hmm. if you fall short, particularly when things are going your way, it's not going to work, and they fi- and Illinois fired him. So yeah. uh, Illinois fired them while they were st- while USA Today still actually had Illinois in the bracket. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I think most people I know Shelby Mass who does that bracket. I think he was clearly an outlier, mm-hmm. but it showed kind of how frust- how much frustration had built in that point. And so of course, you know the big Pat Forty report that that, uh, that he put out that said Georgia was looking out to potentially replace Mark Fox. What was I thought was fascinating about that was McGarity not only. Put, a, uh, put out a strong statement against that, but said he's coming back next year and stopped that immediately. Right. And 
I think on one hand that was great. It solved that little problem. Unless for the if you really think Mark Fox had to be fired uh, right now, you wouldn't like that. But otherwise, that's the way to handle the situation if you don't really want to replace him right mm-hmm. now. But that puts a ton of pressure, pressure on him for it's next a year. Vote of confidence, yeah, a and, dreaded vote of confidence. Uh, for, for it showed. It showed a lot of faith in him now, uh-huh. but man, it's got to come through next year. And uh, they, they, I think they've got to make the tournament next year. I don't thought, and I think I don't think anyone said that explicitly, but I think it's hard to argue that Georgia, even though I think uh, the only possibility that I think they might be away with is if Yante does not come back. I think Yante's coming back for the record, but if he does not come back, if he goes pro, then your best player is maybe Turtle Jackson or Crump. And, uh, or maybe one of the incoming freshmen, yeah, which yeah. Fox has not really shown the propensity to want to play yet. Exactly. Crump being a great Crump example. Crump being that. a great so, example. Uh, so, and he's even not shown a lot of faith in Turtle, who's a sophomore. Right. So I think that uh, you need those guys to step up or you need Deontay to come back. But it's a tough spot because if they don't make the tournament next year, as a big mark, I'm a, generally a Fox supporter, I think it's hard to justify him bringing him back if they don't make the tournament next year. And- I've long been one to say that, that ADs put themselves in corners too many times by laying out the sorts of things right. that, like, just that way. If you don't make this, right. you can't. And he, you and have to do this. said that. No. Just, just as Illinois AD but I will, that. But there was an understanding. I will tell you, uh, Georgia's basketball fan base is um, it's not as nearly as deep as the football fan base. But I, I feel very comfortable in saying that, the, particularly the, the basketball supporters, are um, would not mind, for the most part, seeing – McGarity say that that very thing, right. and and I, I think I personally think it's a mistake for an AD to say that right. because then you put yourself in a position you can't get out of if if said metrics don't happen and things happen outside your control. But I will tell you that there are members of the fan base, contributing members of the fan base, because I've talked to them who would tell you right now that now's the time for it to happen. Yeah. And I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I agree with their points that this is. Um, that uh, that some of the that what happened this season is on the is on the um, it's not just fate or whatever it's it's on Fox, um, but I I will say that there are plenty of those guys out there who are saying now's the time. And, now's the time and, to give the, to give the ultimatum. Now no now's the time to make a change. Oh really? But but I will tell you that those same people who have McGarrity's ear would like for him to make lay make down that sort of edict so that they have something to hang their hat on next yeah. year. If things don't go the, that way, but, but I might argue I don't think he needs to do that. Speci- I don't. I, I agree. I don't think it's the right thing because I think there's generally an understanding. Right. If they don't make a tournament next year, right. they've got to make a change. Well, that would the, be what eight years, eight years in one tournament. Um, sure. Two. Yeah. Two. They made two. They, yeah. they lost to Washington two. and Michigan oh, State. Yeah. Yeah. Two. You weren't here then. Yes. Yeah. The Washington. And then Michigan State was a tough, tough job because that team went to the Final Four. Yeah. Was, no, that, was, that, was, that, was that Washington team Isaiah Thomas? Washington? Uh, probably. I, I mean, it's that. been seven years. Six well, here's, years. The, here's the good news. Georgia is in the tournament. <laughs> yes. They are in the NIT the, tournament. The oldest I, college basketball tournament in the country, and I, I might add. And I can't believe we're going to bring up the NIT before we actually talk about the big dance. <laughs> but we are because we've mentioned a couple teams, Georgia, Illinois, and even Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. And all three of them are in this tournament. And there could be a very interesting matchup if Georgia vanquishes Belmont, which they should and hopefully will on Wednesday. Um, because on the other side of that matchup is uh, Georgia Tech hosting indiana and georgia tech is a six seed and indiana basically said hey we're on spring break we don't want to host a game in assembly hall with nobody there yeah so well they have they have coaching problems of their own there yes. um right. so how, going tom cream face yeah exactly i was going to bring up the tom, tom cream face how where do y'all stand who do you want to see show up in stegman we're going to assume that georgia wins do you, would you rather have you know basically setting up a back-to-back home game uh, versus Georgia Tech, one in March and one in December this year? Or would you rather have Tom Crean come to Stegman? I do not want to face Tech again gunning for us under no circumstances. There are no winners. Even even if you beat – I mean, that's a, first off, Tech, Tech – Tech is a different team than we played when we went exactly. over there before. I mean, when we watched them in December, I thought Georgia Tech is terrible. Yeah. Like, I thought they were absolutely I mean, this is a team that beat Duke, yeah. a legitimate Duke team that has— With or without Grayson Allen punching somebody or tripping somebody. Well, he, has, he didn't punch anybody in that game because I don't think he played. <laughs> and um, There are times not having Grayson Allen actually makes Duke <laughs> yeah. a better Duke, team. Dude, so. a Duke better team. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I just I would rather have Indiana. Indiana's a team in disarray, and um, <laughs> sorry, I had I to do that. I um, so they, I mean, they were in a situation where I mean, Indiana's in a situation where they slip up, win this game. You know, they still have. 
they still have Tom Green to, as their coach. I don't know. I shouldn't laugh so hard. My my in laws are huge yeah, Indiana I mean, fans. I, I think there's an emotional attachment well, for them to play Indiana. And yeah. Will brought up a good point to me. You know, me not coming from much of a college basketball background or knowledge base. Will pointed out to me before we started recording. If you have Indiana come here, it's like having a Notre Dame coming to Sanford because yeah. Indiana is like yeah. a top five Indiana basketball is a, team. Le, is a signature college basketball program. Yes. And Whatever, have they ever played in Athens? Yeah. Well, like one of the issues that I think the reason they want to fire Koreans is they feel like they should be top ten every year, right? And they're not. I mean, they literally just won the Big Ten a year and a half ago. Like this is not like this terrible team that's collapsed forever. But I think they think. You know, they're they're all Bobby Knight spoiled. They all think that they should be going the net, going the final four, go three sixteen every year, final four every two or three years, and win the national championship. Like an analogy to how Georgia feels about their football team. I think there, I think there's something to that. Yeah, I think that the heart. The, yeah. I think Indiana's maybe a little bit more messed up than Georgia is in this way because they actually have one specific figure who is particularly polarizing, and Bob Knight, who there is a certain like imagine if. Imagine if instantly would have been run off by campus administrators. Right, and right. There are still a bunch of people that were furious about that. Imagine what they, this, it would be like here. Didn't they have the Kelvin Sampson debacle too? Yes, they had Kelvin Sampson. They had yes. it's funny, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. It's, it's funny because like their last two coaches, Mike Davis is in the tournament. By the way, he's a right. coach of Texas Southern. At Southern. He, yeah, like both of the former coaches are in Houston. Uh, yeah. Kelvin Sampson is actually the coach of Houston, who's in the NIT. So I don't think there's a chance for them to. Play. Uh, not till the. But, I, I guess in the the, the in the final in the semifinal. But uh, so to me, that that's Indiana fans are particularly crazed. But also they can. I mean, I'll put it this way: when Illinois. Goes against Indiana for a recruit, we generally assume we're going to lose. Like right. Indiana is still has that kind of cachet. It's, it's still a powerhouse, yeah. uh, in, in particular in that in the central Midwest. Uh, I guess from Chicago. Yeah. I mean, even even as far as Kentucky. I mean, they they recruit kids out of Kentucky that Kentucky doesn't get. And there's a reason you know, that Kentucky doesn't focus as much on local kids. As they do national kids. Um, but I will tell you too that that I think a significant part of that that. Indiana fan base is now done with Bobby Knight. I mean, there's some of I them. So. They view themselves as as like rightfully in the place that Bobby Knight took them. Of course, of course. But um, I mean, well, yeah, once he's once <laughs> that was at the interview. He gave the interview with Dan Patrick last week, where he actually said Dan Patrick asked him, "So, what do you think about? Would you ever go back to Bloomington? Would you ever want to deal with it?" He's like, "I wouldn't want to face those guys. A lot of those guys that kicked me out of there are dead, and the or, other or ones, I wish they were, and, or I wish they were." And so at that point. You're not going to be welcomed back because a lot of those people are still there and prominent. I mean, it's just, it's just, he's just the worst. I've been saying that <laughs> forever and ever and ever. So, so, but yeah, so the point is, I think it would be cool if Indiana, you're right about there's no good side to come to. I mean, the, the only good side is we beat them by 30. I yeah, mean, that's right. just because we've already beat <laughs> right. them once in right. their place yeah. and they come here and we lose to them. Yeah. Now they have, now they have bragging rights. It's just. And plus, that's a team with a new coach that's got a little bit of excitement right. uh, behind them. In the state. Yes. So I think you, you'd much rather have Georgia Tech lose to Indiana and then you get Indiana come in here and that, that would be one of the things I always joke about as an Illinois fan is I'm waiting for the day someday Illinois would play at Georgia. But Illinois would never do that. There's no upside for Illinois doing that. There's right. even less. Less upside for Indiana to ever play yeah. in Georgia. Right. So the fact that Indiana would be just, just the iconic, it'd be like having Indiana play here in football. Indiana might do that in football because they would, but Georgia, or Georgia to go to Indiana. Exactly. That's Georgia okay. Would never I was getting a little confused. Georgia would never do that, and so I think that is. Uh, I think that would be kind of a cool rarity little uh, thing. It would be a fun thing to have. That's one of the fun things about the NITs. You just get these weird random matchups, matchups. that you. Would I was never really hoping. See. For an Illinois-Georgia matchup. Would you have changed your plans if it had worked out, well, like if you were out of town? I'm and in well, Buffalo be, professionally. I'm going to Buffalo for the tournament, so I would not be able to change my plans. But there's no way they would have played in the first round. So second in the round second round. round. Yeah, yeah. Second earliest. Round. In the second round, they, they, they could have actually now, done it. From a personal perspective, I don't want Indiana here because my in-laws are Indiana yes. fans, and I'll have to listen to it if, 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 if we lose to them. Now, I'm going to assume we would beat them, and then I get to go talk about how we beat them with their sport. And that would so, be yeah. so that ball goes in that that There's round good thing. Yeah. There is upside. There's good upside for Georgia beating Indiana. Yeah. Anything. So for all five listeners who care about the NIT brackets, how do you how do you have it uh, working out? How far do you think Georgia can make it? To be honest, I think if Indiana beats Georgia Tech, they may actually have a little bit of inspiration to play a lot. And Indiana's really talented. Like, they've had a lot of injuries. I think that's the main reason. Like, they were a tournament team for most of this year, and then they mm-hmm. had injuries coming in. The real question is, the question is not whether Indiana's going to fire Cream. People don't think they're going to. The question is whether Indiana does a Frank Haith and says, 
I'm going to go ahead and just go to Missouri. I think you're going to fire me in a year anyway. Mm-hmm. And Missouri clearly wants him. And uh, there's, there's, there's uh, often a value in getting out before you are fired. Sure. That value is about a quarter million a year. Yes. And so <laughs> I think that I think that's a possibility. Uh, I know there's a lot of, particularly when Illinois fired their coach, there's a lot of Indiana fans that were very frustrated. They didn't do that with Green. They thought how Illinois is actually like been more frustrating uh, than Indiana. And they're finding the coach, why are we not firing our coach. I think if they can get past Indiana, the NIT is in lar- like a bowl game. Sure. A large play. It's largely about motivation. It's mm-hmm. largely how much you want to play. If I think Syracuse is the best team in this bracket. And if you play at Syracuse and I, in a actual real world, high maybe get event, revenge. That's tough from uh, the 96 tournament, the John Wallace. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice, but Syracuse is a, very, I See, mean, I've got I've got Syracuse going out in the first round because they're so question. disappointed. Yeah, that's and I think there's something to that. I think well, remember, also the, the Bayhaw made those comments about Greensboro. Yes, that was a nice little touch. That yeah. was a nice touch that they played Greensboro. Remember, remember when Kentucky had to play yeah. at Stony Brook and the Robert, Robert Morris. Morris. Oh, sorry, Robert, Robert, Illinois played at Stony Brook. Yeah, they, Kentucky had to play at Robert Morris and lost. Yes, because and they didn't want to be there. They didn't want yeah. to be and there. So I think you do see that, that NIT brackets are so hard to do just for that reason because it's motivate. It's the same way that bowl pools are really hard. Well, well I filled mine out to all the way. To the end, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Okay, George okay. is gonna beat Belmont. Okay, do it's I get be, to say? It's no, gonna be ugly. I'll, I'll just follow yours. It's, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be real ugly. Uh, Tech will beat Indiana and come here. And then I'm I'm wondering before I before I go past that, will it be sold out? I mean, will it be like packed to the rafters, or will it be kind of like eh? So I'm just playing Georgia Tech. The game Georgia would be yeah. Monday. Mon- Sunday or Monday. Yeah, I think it would definitely not be sold out. Right. Uh, I think that I can. But, you know, it's funny. One of the things is that their games are general admission. Mm-hmm. All the NIT games are general admission, which has really helped the vibe. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's actually made for some exciting, fun games. Because the people that want to be there are down close. They're down close. And it, it gives it, I mean, I hesitate to say this because it's against my self-interest to say it. But it makes for a better environment when the really excited people are down in the mm-hmm. old Lower people ball, seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like where I sit. Right. And uh, because, frankly, I watch mm-hmm. games sitting down and standing up and applauding every once in a while like an old person. Whereas right. if you have like a young student in that spot and they're all around there, it's made for a better environment. Now, I think there's obvious financial reasons why they don't do that during mm-hmm. the season. I'm personally glad that they don't do it that way during the season. But only in my own self-interest. But certainly that helps the vibe for IT games, but as a ton of people there, I frankly it would not stun me if the crowd was bigger if Indiana played here yeah. than, than if Georgia Tech. I think that's right. Just I for the novelty Indiana's factor, a draw. Now, for a draw. the novelty factor. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I have it that Georgia's going to beat Belmont, and then they're going to beat Georgia Tech, and then they're going to get a third home game. They're going to face mm-hmm. Ole Miss, oh. and then they've already beat Ole Miss once this year in, in Oxford, and so they will beat Ole Miss and head to Madison Square Garden as one of the Final Four in the IT matching up against Cal on the other side and then they will win that game and in the championship game they will play Will Leach's <laughs> Illinois Fighting Illini and Georgia will beat Illinois for the title of the NIT. Well, can you imagine an Illinois Illinois State quarterfinal game in, in normal? normal? Yeah, in normal. I mean, that's that again talk about like no win games. Like right. there's no upside for Illinois to like it, it's funny because I don't know if you saw the day but uh, uh, Dan Muller, the coach for Illinois yeah. State, yeah. actually put on Twitter a, an emoji of himself saying, "Hey, I would love to play any Power 5 team because one of the reasons they didn't make the tournament because they didn't <laughs> get a chance to play in No the one would schedule teams. them. And they they would if there's a team in this entire tournament that's really motivated, it's totally Illinois State. Yeah, there is. I would rather Illinois lose before they get to that game than, than, than play <laughs> and have State. to play yeah. that. Yeah. So that's probably enough about the NIT. Um, uh, who knew that uh, 37 minutes into our podcast, we would finally talk about the NCAA tournament, yes. uh, the field that of 68. Thing. So um, how do you want to how do you want to approach this? You want to just take a, a macro view? Yeah, that's not, of it? I, I think um, at this point, because there's no none of our teams, no none of our t- Georgia's not in it. Uh, I think we can probably just do Final Fours. Absolutely. At this point, if you guys just want yeah, to do that. and point out a couple of victories, yeah. like surprises right. along the way that you have in your bracket. And and before we get into that. We do have a tournament pool that we would like for y'all to enter. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's what hosted by ESPN. ESPN. If you were in it last year, all you have to do is hit the rejoin button, okay. and you will get in. Otherwise, you can find it through our Twitter account. Yeah, I've, I've sent it out for my Twitter account. You can sign up. There, uh, did, you said something about a prize, Scott. Is there a prize for this group? Uh, yes, there is. A, I've, I was at my parents' house over the weekend, and there is an old piece of Georgia memorabilia that I found, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to part with it oh. for the winner. And I will uh, tweet a picture of it out later is it your your parents 
It's at my parents' oh, house. Oh, it's at, at your parents', parents. Okay. house. I wasn't I you, sure. I thought you were talking about your parents, and you said no, there's a piece no, of Georgia no. memorabilia. No. Uh, oh, my God. You no. have, do you have no. Pat Dye's wallet? <laughs> oh, that's right. No, no, but this dates back to the late 90s. Oh, okay. Well, very so, cool. Yeah, so that's... So it's uh, a mystery. It's a mystery. It's going to be It's going to be a mystery. But so. it will be a mystery that will be worth it for them. They will be happy to have this. Yeah. They would They would be. Yeah, any, any Georgia fan, this is a one-of-a-kind mm-hmm. piece of memorabilia. You cannot find this anywhere. There are two... In the world, and I have one of them. All right, well, then, so definitely join the group, yeah. though I'm now assured that my two year old son is going to win. All right, I like <laughs> yeah. it. So, uh, Tony, what right, so do you say? Uh, yeah, let's just do some Final Fours do some and then. Final Fours and some yeah. interesting so, things. That, I, you know, I've, and I'm going to do several pools, but, you know, just a quick, my quick glance yesterday, um, it wasn't really hard for me to get to UCLA um, out of wherever they are, the three seat out of the South. Um, easily the best offensive team in the nation and their defense has come around um they're in a, a pretty good uh matchup for them although the kentucky uh you know they beat kentucky and rup so i'm going to take ucla ucla out of the south i'm going to say and this is also kind of my i guess if you will my my my, my cinderella mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking st mary's st mary's. Mary's. mary's i do i you know they are a um they're very, very – I've forgotten how good they were just because Gonzaga had just dominated that league. I think it's nearly criminal they're in the same uh, side of the bracket, in the same yeah. region as Gonzaga. I, I have to assume somebody somewhere thought, oh, crap, we forgot to put St. Mary's in. Right. And uh, that's the only place they could fit them in. But i still taken St. Mary's. They're the only team to have beaten. No, Gonzaga lost to BYU. Um, be that as it may, I still think they can beat them. Out of the East, I went back and forth between Duke and Villanova. I hate to go against hot teams. I really hate to go against hot teams. And Duke is as hot as they get. Um, I'm still going to take Villanova. They're the reigning national champions. They've only lost three games. And then I'm going to take Louisville out of the Midwest. And, uh, you know, I have a couple other, I guess, teams to keep an eye on. SMU. I think SMU makes a run. They could actually give Duke headaches if it go, comes to that in the, in the regional, or in the, um, regional semifinals. And I like Wichita State. I mean, they're, it's hard to get around just how talented they are, how well-coached they are. There's a reason Wichita State has paid Greg Marshall all that money, and it's going to take a lot more than a lot of money to get him out of Wichita State at this point. I think if anything's going to get him out of Wichita State, it's the fact that he can have this awesome year and only get a 10 seed mm-hmm. and have to play Kentucky in the second round. That yeah. is a yeah. total bummer. Uh, yeah. I have to say, if I were Greg Marshall and I won 30 freaking games a year and I still only get a number 10 seed, after doing that, and you have to play Kentucky in the second round, I might, oh, I, think, I might start looking at, I might start answering that call. And I think some of that's going to change next year when they go to. They're supposed to. The committee is supposed to get rid of these team sheets where they have top whatever wins and RPI. They're going to go to, a, I guess, a blended matrix where they're going to assign weights to it and they can move up and down seed lines. But basically, they have ranked teams one through whatever um, as at large goes. So, I mean, if you look, Ken Palm's pretty close as it is. Yeah. Right. But, I think yeah. they're a top 10. Which does say is a top 10. Yes. Oh, yes, they are. Absolutely. So, did you give your final four? I wasn't my, my final four and a couple of okay, couple I, sleepers. I, I, walk, I stepped away and I was not paying attention. That's okay. So, uh, Will? Okay, so my final four. And maybe like an interesting upset in the early rounds. Right, so I tend to not like some of the popular upsets. The most popular upset on the board right now is Middle Tennessee State over Minnesota, who is definitely a very overseeded team. Minnesota is not a number five to any stretch of the imagination. But I'm just always skeptical. I'm always skeptical when there are, like, as a general rule, don't trust those kind of upsets. Uh, Even if you get them, you don't even get a lot of credit for them. Right. So so I like the upsets more a team like Rhode Island. Like to me, a team like Rhode Island is interesting. Like Oregon has lost its best play, mm-hmm. lost one of its top players. Rhode Island's been one of the hottest teams in the country. They were a team that, when they, at the beginning of the year, they lost a lot of their a lot of their players. Everyone's healthy now. They're playing really well. They've got uh, they got a Hurley uh, coaching the team. That is a uh, if that I have a sleeper sweet sixteen team. Maybe it's Rhode Island, but as usual, if you're picking the final four. Don't get cute. <laughs> Do not right. get cute no. when it comes to the Final Four. To me, uh, if there's one, the clearest path, I would argue, uh, to the Final Four is Kansas. I think Kansas is a very clear spot. Louisville, I would not even put as, I put, might put them as the worst number two seed. So, and, and then you've got Oregon, who we've already talked about. Uh, Michigan State's a scary second round game, but per, otherwise, I don't think that's a particularly great region. Kansas, I think, is the closest bet on the board. I'm not picking Kansas to anything as long at, until they win one, because I've, I have gotten burned I for the past four years. Yes. Yeah. They've made it to the Final Four. They I mean, you it. hate Bill Self for different reasons, yes, but... the, the toupee. Um, so, <laughs> uh, 
uh, uh, when you look at the East, that's Villanova. Uh, that's that's Villanova Duke. I feel like Duke. Uh, that is, I feel like those are both Final Four quality teams. It's frustrating they won't be able to make it. I still feel like Duke has come around late. I'm picking Duke there. I would love to, like in most of America, I'd be rooting for Villanova in that game. Talk about an awesome game, by the way. Villanova Duke at the Garden. Wow. Uh, as a lead eight would be super fun. The last two. Chance. I mean, those are gonna be five hundred dollars tickets. Oh, that would be that would be such a blast. Uh, then uh, so you go to the West. Gonzaga, Arizona, I think are the clear like me. West Virginia's got kind of a fun press, and Florida State's kind of interesting. But I feel like that's Gonzaga, Arizona. They played it earlier this year. I wrote a piece for Sports on Earth today about how the thing that could really distinguish this tournament, wherever like if you look at the top six teams that have been in the most Final Fours, they're all Final Four contenders this year. So like it would be fun to see Gonzaga, who's never made it, who's made, who's been on this incredible run for twenty years now, but never made it. I'm actually picking Gonzaga. They beat Arizona earlier this year, and then the most amazing bracket, really to me, North is the South: North Carolina, Kentucky, and UCLA. Again, all four Final Four quality teams. I actually picked UCLA out of that bracket. I think, UCLA, I think whoever wins that UCLA-Kentucky game will beat North Carolina, so I'm picking UCLA. I think that's right. All right, that's a, that's a good uh, bracket, somewhat similar to what I've got. Um, I'll get to you in a second, Walker. I've got my 8-year-old here, and he mm-hmm. wants to show his bracket, so we'll let him. Um, I think if you're, if you're looking at upsets, uh, I've, I've got one tabbed uh, Vermont versus Purdue which is a 13-4 matchup. I think of Purdue, I have as much respect for Purdue as I do Missouri. Um, I you don't know, Robbie like, Hummel finally graduated. Uh, right? Robbie Hummel finally graduated. So. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I think, I think Vermont will beat Purdue right, because Purdue is kind of that disappointing Big Ten team in football and basketball. And really the only uh, team that ever did anything was uh, when they had Glenn Robinson and yeah, Georgia beat big them. Dog. Uh, as an eight seed in the NCAA tournament back in the glory days of uh, Tubby Smith. So look at that upset. I would I would be careful with picking Oregon because they just lost their best rebounder or scorer to an ACL in the tournament uh, this past weekend, so I'd, I'd hold off on them. But really, for my final four, I've got out of the Midwest, I have Louisville. So I kind of contradict what Will said, but like Tony said, I can't trust Kansas because, I mean, I they went out it. early in the Big 12 I can see tournament. So um, I got them in the Midwest, Louisville. In the South, um, I mean, Lonzo Ball has been really impressive all year as a, as a freshman uh, Not leading that team. Not as impressive as dad's mouth. Huh? <laughs> Not as impressive as his dad's uh, no, mouth. I know, and that could be interesting that sounded if he gross, gets really – uh, that, by the way. Phrasing, phrasing. Phrasing. Are we still doing phrasing? Still doing do, phrasing. do you want to rephrase that? No, I love it. No. <laughs> yeah, so that could be interesting with if the CBS okay, cameras get on his dad. Um, so yeah. I've got UCLA out of the South. And in the West, I'm thinking Notre Dame is looking real good. They uh, gave Duke a, a great game in the a- ACC tournament. So I've got Notre Dame out of the West. And in the East, how could you go against Villanova? I'm with you. I think it's going to be a Villanova-Duke matchup for the Elite Eight. And overall champion, i got UCLA beating Villanova in a championship game out in uh, Arizona. So. And I guess I didn't put my champ, but I have, uh, I had to say, I'm sorry, America, I do have Duke winning the national championship. Sorry. I have Duke over Kansas. In the All right, so, and I have UCLA. Um, so for one eight-year-old perspective, Walker, do you want to give your quick final four picks? Yes. Um, so I've got, should I just do all of it? No, just tell, tell me and tell the, tell the listeners who your final four picks are and maybe why. Hey, Barkley's loose over at the craft cart, so let's move this along. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Villanova playing Gonzaga, and then I've got Kansas playing UCLA. Okay. And then who's going who's gonna to meet in the final game, and who's going to win it? Gonzaga beats Villanova and advances to the final, and Kansas beats UCLA and advances to the final also. And so who wins that game? Kansas. Okay, so you are, a, a, you Bill are self-believer. a Bill self-believer. Yeah. Hey, hey, William. William, do you want to you say who's going to win the national championship? Who you picked in your bracket? Come on up and tell us who you picked in your bracket. He's probably got it memorized. William, do you remember? Uh, hi, William. Say hi into the microphone. William, say hi into the microphone. Hi. <laughs> okay, so William, you're sitting here. You're on national radio. This is a, one of the biggest podcasts on <laughs> iTunes. And the listeners want to know who you picked to win the NCAA tournament. Gonzaga. <laughs> and who Go Zags. You, and who did you have them beating in the national championship game? Butler. Okay, so Gonzaga oh, wow. over Butler. It's a wow. mid-major a, championship. A double dog championship, that's too. A, that's a good pick. You got anything? any other uh, advice or strategy picks for the, for the listeners? Uh, Don't no. pick Bill 
yourself. <laughs> okay. Thanks, William. When do you have a pick? <laughs> okay, this is Will's other little boy. You're, yes. you're how, how old are you? Two? Three? Almost three? Who, who did you pick to win the NCAA tournament? Um, Shep. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Yes. <laughs> My man. And <laughs> go dogs. That, was the right that is the end of this show. That was wrong. <laughs> it was Dude, That's sweet. Chubb. So Nick Chubb is going to win the NCAA tournament, which might mean that he's a Heisman front runner as well, so. according to so. Win. Wow. All right, guys. Are we talking about little B Nick Chubbs or five full-size Nick Chubbs? <laughs> yeah, I know. He picked it. He picked it. He picked All right, Jack. All right, thanks, we, have, we have one other son visiting us here. Tony, you should have brought Charlie. Um, and Charlie's Jack, busy doing school or whatever he does. Right. He's gonna, yeah. So uh, this is Jack. He is uh, my almost 11-year-old, and Jack has done his uh, NCAA tournament picks. Hello, everybody. I have Try my, not to sound too excited. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I've got my final four picks here, and my final four picks are Villanova, Kansas, Boo. Gonzaga, UCLA. And... Going to the final, I have Gonzaga and Kansas. Kansas is going to win it all. All right, Kansas. All right. Go Solid pick. <laughs> Solid pick. I, I, at least he didn't have something like uh, Northern Kentucky. Yes, exactly. You know, in the final exactly. four. At least, at least we're teaching them about exactly. you know how to pick. Okay. All right, well, okay. We're going to finish up. Okay. We're just about done, guys. Okay. So thanks for doing it, guys. Thanks, thanks for guys. In. Appreciate it. Speaking of football games, I yes. guess we should yeah, talk, talk just a little bit about, about football. Just a little because it is the off season. It is, which typically means that not many good things can happen uh, when there's idle time uh, with college kids, especially right off spring break. So, um, so Tony, we have some uh, recent news. Well, Rodley really was going to play some ball, but he got high and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he got he got a he got a marijuana uh, possession arrest downtown. Some details came out today that said that he was riding in a car and the police officer smelled uh, pot and he and his whoever's driving the, the female driving the car fessed up to it. And um, I, I just I don't see how he's not going to get suspended for the Appalachian State game. But you know that's yeah. that's again again Georgia football players just don't respect Mark Rick. That's yes. all there's to it. So. I, I, I will say that uh, one – I think my thoughts on this are pretty clear. I think he's going to get one-game suspension. I think that's ridiculous that he will. I but agree. I understand why. I agree. I understand why they have to do that. This is also a testament of why you don't schedule like a Clemson or a Notre Dame the first weekend yes, of the yes. season because then – I mean, not that App State's, State's – yeah, you know, Well, the dog bench just all nodded in agreement, so. Right. <laughs> but right. it's worrisome because, like, wide receiver is one of the big issues next year. So yeah. wow. uh, that's certainly something we're going we're gonna to see really quickly. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe someone will have to step up that we wouldn't otherwise expect. Holloman, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, you know, other than that, it's been relatively quiet. I still haven't seen – a practice schedule. I was going to ask you. I had that written down. When does practice start? They're well, being all cloak and dagger. We know, we know it. it ends sometime around the twenty second of April, but that's all we know. Right. Um, who knows? They could be practicing already. I, who, who, who? Yeah, knows? they can go uh, all, all secretive in yeah. the indoor yeah. practice. I mean, they got facility. indoor practice facility. I have to assume Jim Cheney's up in the citadels of the indoor practice facility, diagramming plays right now <laughs> to use Nick Chubb National Basketball Championship. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Like that's that. right. According to Win. According, According to, to Win. Yeah. So is that is that kind of enough? On I think Georgia so. football, I think, I think it is. <laughs> like, it's it it's forty five degrees and raining outside. I mean, it feels like January right, right. now. It's kind of hard to get th- your head around it. I think we'll have. I think we'll have. I think we'll have play opportunity. We got spring game not too far now. So right. We'll yeah. Have and we'll be back here uh, in April. In April, doing yep. a podcast after the Masters. Okay. Yes. Tailgate, yep. tailgate Georgia. Tailgate Georgia. Hopefully, right. we'll do another show in between yeah. now and then. Yeah, I, I would like that. Short. We can do a short. Yeah, you've got you've got baseball. I've got softball and soccer, but. Maybe we can get some call-ins from uh, Buffalo in the NCAA tournament yeah, when you're absolutely. up there viewing. Yeah, I'll be um, in the final four in Phoenix as well. Oh, I will be in the just, final four. Oh, well, make sure not to make sure not to so tell much. anybody who wins the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. Um, all right. All right. So um, last last show, uh, I was kind of dogging the fact that you brought up Atlanta United, and mm. I was kind of being like typical soccer guy or yeah. soccer hater. And for the record, I don't hate soccer. I just you know I just don't. It's you're not just an American. I'm an American. You're, you yeah. have a knee-jerk thing. You don't hate soccer. You just don't and, like it. But. Yeah. But uh, but I will admit they Atlanta United has played two games. I have watched both games. In, it, in their entirety. And I must say, yesterday's victory uh, of Atlanta United over Minnesota United, I didn't even know that was a yes, thing. The loons. In the snow. 
uh, and Atlanta goes up there and just dominates. I mean, yeah. if, now if every soccer game was six to one, <laughs> yeah. I could get into that. Well, Minnesota took a different approach to building their expansion franchise, which is, hey, you look like you play soccer, yeah. especially <laughs> their back line. Well, like part of the problem too, I was telling Scott this before the show is. Atlanta was ready for this year. Like, they've been right. geared up. They had to start the season, but you can't have an odd number of teams. So there were several teams, including St. Louis, including Miami, including Minnesota, that they all, all that were in various states of not as ready as Atlanta to go, but they needed to pick one. Miami's team, which is the David Beckham team, was not quite ready, and they want to have a big roll-up for that. So they went to Minnesota like, yeah, you're close, right? Do you have a stadium? Yeah, you, which they don't. But, um, uh, like, they, you, you guys are close. You can throw something out, can't you? And they're like, <laughs> Boy, sure, did they? sure you can, and now we're seeing a team that I think already a lot of MLS uh, observers, long-time observers, much longer than me, think it might be one of the worst teams in MLS history. But they've, they've, uh, they've scored two goals and they've given up 11 in two games. Yes. That seems like a, the wrong way to And yeah. also win. the funny thing about it, too, is Atlanta's strength is speed and attacking, They were is exciting. really hard to do in the snow. Yes. So imagine what this would be like if, you, if they... If and they're probably from South them. America they are from and South America. don't yeah. see much snow. Right, so. Oh, I have to assume that, that Minnesota, at least on their home games, they're going to have Gopher Stadium or whatever it's called. They're going to water that thing, so it's going to be sopping wet. I don't care if it's a trout in Minnesota. It's the cold, it was the coldest game in the MLS history. Wow. So, yeah, so. wow. Well, you know, and, and the first game that I watched was uh, against the New York Red Bulls, and that was, that was an amazing uh, scene to see. And you know what I thought at the end of that game? That this is the inaugural game for a new Atlanta sports franchise, and it was the most Atlanta way to lose a game. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. But they did the real Atlanta way to lose. The, the real Atlanta way to lose would be if the stakes were a lot higher. Yeah, that's well, true. but they. That's I mean, true. but look, they lost to the team that a lot of people have picked to win right. that. And they were division. they were dominating them in the first yeah. what seventy minutes of that game. I mean, Atlanta, Atlanta's a playoff team. I agree, they're I a playoff agree. team. Yeah, and I think to, they got to, great jerseys to too. do that right out of the to do that right out of the gate is very solid. So I yeah, agree. I think that, it's funny if you if you want to go see the Atlanta United game, go this weekend because uh, there are no more home games until late May. Because the way I think Georgia Tech has their spring, yeah. the spring stuff, so the same is actually booked for a lot of that time. So they're not back until late May if you don't go. And they get in a Mercedes Benz Stadium July July thirtieth. July thirtieth okay. is their first game uh, okay. against uh, NYCFC, which yeah, I be yeah. Okay, so I, um, as we typically do, you know, we've got about yes. five or six minutes less left. So I've got some interesting, uh, just quick questions for okay. you, and then a little bit that. of a little bit of trivia uh, because we have a big holiday coming up on Friday, and I've got some St. Patrick's Day okay. trivia. So, real quick, and I mean, you could probably speak about five minutes on this, but I just pretty much just want the game or just want a quick answer. So, Will and Tony, what is the greatest NCAA tournament game you've ever watched, either live or on TV? Uh, I can give you both. I'll give you live and on TV. Okay. Uh, on tele- television was the Illinois comeback against Arizona to make the Final Four in 2005 when they were down by 12 with three minutes left and down. Uh, and it was the, one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Bill, even Bill Murray was going nuts. Uh, in person w- was, without question, the national championship game last year. Last year. That was one of the best sports experiences I've ever had. And uh, I was excited to get to be there. I was, I was about to say, on TV was last year's national championship game. Um, in person was the Duke Butler National Championship game. I, I would probably have to say anything that was uh, the Florida Gulf Coast team about oh, yeah, three was, years ago. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. What, was their, what was their moniker? Uh, Dunk City. Dunk City. City. And that was Dunk in City. Philadelphia. I was at that series in Philadelphia to beat Georgia. And, and they're, they're back in the tournament, yeah. but you know, kind of, kind of not the same team. But uh, all right. Anyway, um, have you ever won a tournament bracket? Yes. What yeah. did you win? Uh, my. 200 bucks. Yeah. I was in law school, so that was a lot of money back in those days. Yes. I mean, it was actually gold coins, but... Yeah. I won the sporting... When I worked at the Sporting News in 1999, I was one of the few people to pick Connecticut over Duke, so I won that year as well. And they were very irritated that some 22-year-old kid sure. uh, that, uh, that, yeah. that worked on the online side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not a real sports called reporter. Deadspin. Right. Yeah. Not sports... Not, real, oh, okay. not, not a real sports reporter, because right. it's... You know, there's no paper to read. Exactly. Well, I've I've never won one, and most of the, most of the problem that I've run into is I forget to turn in my back my bracket on time. Oh, so okay. uh, that, that makes it hard. That tends to eliminate me. Uh, all right. So the most overrated and the most underrated team in this year's tournament. <clears throat> I would argue uh, overrated is Minnesota. I don't think you've already said that. Yeah. And underrated, I would say maybe SMU. Underrated is SMU. I would say underrated is uh, Wichita State. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, yes overrated. Boy, South Carolina is a seven seed. It's really oh, yeah. high. That's crazy. I mean, you know, I could get to play in Greenville. I could make an argument that they could have played the play-in game, and I don't think anybody would have been real mad about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I, I, I can't answer that question. I don't know enough okay. to, to make a, a cogent answer. Um, all right. So over under on the amount of time you will watch games during this weekend, uh, Thursday through Sunday. Oh, Thursday. Uh, the over under <laughs> is seven hours. Yeah, Will. Will's got. I'm going to get that the first day because I will be in Buffalo. For okay, the first so round. you'll take the over on that. I will take the over literally the first day. Yes, I, I'll take the. Well, I don't know. We're working on the basement. I'll still take the over on seven. You're working on the basement. Well, we're we're almost done framing. I'm, That's I'm awesome. about ready for inspection. I'll definitely be under. I'll, I'll be glancing, but I'm not going to sit there. And I, I like it when they when they get kind of towards the end. And then I'll switch in between uh, the games. Um, if UGA and Illinois made it to the Final Four in Madison Square, in Madison, if UGA and Illinois make it to the Final Four in Madison, I can't talk. I'm just going to let Madison Square Garden. Thank you. Garden. Will you go? Ooh. I will not be able to go because I will be on my way to the Final Four, so I will not be able to go. March that 28th. would be a blast. That, that would be. We could take the show on the road. Yeah. Uh, that would be fun. That That's would, a weekend, it would too, be isn't tempting. it? Very tempting. It would be very tempting, but I, I won't be able to go. I won't be there either. I would have to, if I could get a hall pass, I would. <laughs> I hear you. But you, you're, uh, you're cashing that in for the Notre Dame weekend. Yes. No, I, my wife is going to the oh, Notre she's Dame. She's going with you. She, she's even better. She is, she is letting me go with her. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, quick reasons on why Georgia will make it to New York City and a reason why they will lose to Belmont? Um, I think they'll lose to Belmont because they still haven't quite figured out exactly how to integrate Maiden into the offense. He's still not exactly working yet. I still think they'll win, but that would be a way they would lose. And I think that the way they get to the Garden is get Monte going and get Frazier hot. Get the two things that we combined, the Frazier of the last month after Maiden got hurt and then the Maiden the rest of the season. I like how you combined it and called him Monte. Monte. Yes, Monte. Yes, I do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Frasian. Fr- 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 yeah. um, it's like Benifer. Um, Benifer. Um, I, I'll take the, the reason we would lose to, to Belmont. Things exactly what Will said. Um, we we somehow don't get it. Thing, and also we don't we shoot abysmally from outside the paint. Um, I, I think we can go to Madison Square Garden if we if, if Coach Fox settles on the right uh, gets a rotation that works and let guys get in a rhythm and let them play in rhythm. I mean, that was the one thing we saw with this four-game run is that the team played in rhythm. I mean, J.J. played a lot of minutes, but mm-hmm. we played in rhythm. Yeah. Okay, now I've got some St. Patrick's Day trivia because St. Patrick's Day is Friday. So, um, Will and Tony. Tony, you're, you're big on St. Patrick's Day, aren't you? I'm big on everything. you are part Irish. I am part Irish. Now, I guess Wynn is not part Wynn Irish not or not Irish. big on St. Patrick's Day. Else. That was Wynn that you heard back there. St. Patrick's Day ranks among the most popular drinking holidays. Tell me what it ranks out of the top four. I'm going to say... And then, if you, for bonus points, tell me what the other ones are. I would say third behind New Year's Eve and Thanksgiving. I would say second behind New Year's Eve and right before Fourth uh, of July. It's actually ranked fourth behind New Year's Eve, uh-huh. Christmas, okay, <laughs> and Fourth of July. Oh, wow. I don't know where I got these stats. I think it was like USA Today, but... They're real. I want to go to your Thanksgiving. Yeah, everything's real. I can deal with those people. <laughs> not, um, you, not you, boys. You're precious, and we love you. So, how many states have a city of Dublin in them in the United States? Fourteen. Two. The answer is sixteen. Oh wow! Yeah. So, Will, taken, you were close. I should have taken one. Do, uh, Will, Will, this is a bonus question just for you. Does Georgia have a Dublin? Yes. That's correct. Tony, do you know where it is? Yeah, it's in Lawrence County, by 50 miles to the east of Macon. That, I knew you would have known that. I would have just said South Georgia. <laughs> it's not South Georgia. Oh, my God. It's not South Georgia. <laughs> I see, I would have said South Georgia. Now, so. um, okay, so true or false? St. Patrick was Irish. False. False. Okay, what was he? Something other than Irish. I think he was Ooh. Norman or British. Not British, but Scottish. Norman. Scottish. He was English. Yeah, that's why I said British. And his, I guess English. It's no yeah. Britain. Well, I'm just, we're getting technical here. And his uh, name was not St. Patrick originally. It was Maywin Sukat. Well, you, so could you, you imagine? You're going to understand why he took Patrick. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that'd be tough to celebrate May, St. Maywin, Maywin Day. Sukat St. Day. Maywin Day. Yeah. Um, all right. Last two questions. True, false. The shamrock is the national oh, I symbol. Know this one. I know this one. The, sh- the <laughs> shamrock <clears throat> from the peanut guy. We have a we have an audience here. Yes. The shamrock is the national symbol of Ireland. True or false? I, I know this. One. No. Can I answer? False. Sure. Answer? It is false. It's the harp. That's correct. It's a harp. Harp is the national symbol for Ireland. And the final question is: What are the odds of finding an actual four-leaf clover? Like one in something? Like a hundred to one or a million to one? I'm going to go five to one. 
I'm going to go 26 to 1. You're a little bit off. All right, Jack, what's up? I'm going to guess. <laughs> you, are, you raise your hand pretty eagerly for a guy that doesn't have an answer. He probably saw it on my paper. In 10,000. Yeah, he saw my answer. It's one in 10,000. Oh, okay. So, okay. Good job, Jack. We, we were off. We yeah. we well, there's a, reason, there's a reason we aren't odds makers in Vegas. That's right. That's right. Jack, maybe you've got a life as a bookie in Las Vegas. So, anyway, that'll, that'll do it for this show. Good luck to the dogs in Stegman on Stegman. Wednesday night. Go out there and see them. It's general admission tickets, uh, $15 at the door. And uh, stop by here at Tailgate, Georgia, and get yourself a Georgia basketball shirt because they're unlike any that you're going to find on campus or anywhere else around Athens. Um, and, and, yeah, just stop by Tailgate, Georgia, regardless, because it's like a museum in here. And, you know, I was in here a couple weeks ago, the Friday before uh, spring break, and my kids were in here, and they have now – Stocked some really cool kids' T-shirts. I, they've got uh, them in red, and they've got them in black, and they've got that logo that we—and I'm assuming that you're yeah, the old thirty bulldog. to forty year old, yeah—that yeah, yeah, we all grew up with. That old uh, snarling bulldog that they've kind of gone away from. So come here to Tailgate Georgia to get your kids outfitted uh, for the future dog collection. So, um, but yeah, thanks to Chantel. Thanks to Thomas. Thomas really for, did great for sitting did for great. sitting in, and uh, Casey. Thanks for being here even though you didn't speak today maybe maybe next show you can talk uh, but yeah, yeah. Gotta get her in next time. definitely yeah. definitely the address here is 270 279 east, broad street. 279 east broad street make sure you enter their uh bracket challenge it's, it's right next to mr haircut where my children just got that's this. right yeah. so that's, that's right. right and they also have the old school logo out on a go dog sign hanging over the the street so that's right it's easy to find to miss Easy to find. Yeah. All right. So have a bracket. Yes, yeah, so you have your bracket. You want to get in our bracket and get in their bracket. That's right. Yeah, we've got yeah, and I'll I'll tweet I'll tweet our the WSLS podcast bracket out again at least a couple of times. And we can from my account and theirs. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a hundred dollar tailgate gift card. There's a hundred dollar tailgate gift card up for grabs. So yeah. and free candy. There's actual. Oh, yeah. Tell me, yeah, actual, to Thomas. Where is Thomas? Good stuff going on. You got to stop by every day. There's like something different going on. So, so there's actual monetary value in there. Is me. I've just got something I'm going to give you. I found at my parents' house. So. <laughs> All right. Well, go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Kids, you want to say go dogs? Go Go dogs. Great job, Wynn. (laughs) And thanks so much for listening. As you probably guessed, today's episode is brought to you by Tailgate Georgia, which is located at 279 East Broad Street in downtown Athens. It's your home for the coolest vintage UGA apparel in the state of Georgia. And that's my own opinion and those are my own words as i describe it but their store really does have some cool shirts in there and everybody loves podcast reviews especially us when we get one like we did this past week uh i've just got to share it with you like i do with all of them it comes from 92 dog in gville it's a little bit long so bear with me on this he or she says three smart friendly guys drink bourbon and discuss uga football basketball and other matters of interest to the dogs each of the three co-hosts brings his own distinct viewpoints and personality, but their chemistry together seems very genuine, and it simply works. The more you listen, the more you feel pulled into their quirky conversations, and the show is only getting better. Let me be clear. This is the best Bulldog-centric podcast in the Western Hemisphere, at least. Go dogs! Wow. What a review. I promise that was not one of us writing something down just to make you excited on leaving us a podcast review. So thank you, 92Dog, for such a nice review. Let us know what you think about our show by leaving us an iTunes review yourself or simply send us a tweet. You can find us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. Make sure to get your brackets into our tournament challenge and the Tailgate Georgia challenge. And maybe you'll be able to walk away with a piece of Bulldog memorabilia or even a $100 gift card to the Tailgate Georgia store. That's it. That's all I got today. Have a great week. Happy St. Patrick's Day, and we will see you on campus very soon. Go dogs.